Welcome to a brand new episode of the Ithacans podcast of how I see sports. I'm your host, Caitlin Maniscalco. And I'm your host, Cal Domowski. Joining us today is junior defenseman Aaron McCartney of the Ithaca men's lacrosse team. Aaron, thanks for taking the time to be here. No problem. I guess we'll just start off like right into, you know, coming into the season, there was a lot of hype about possibility of a deep playoff run, and obviously things haven't really gone that way so far. Seven and four, still some time. A lot of adversity that, though, the team has faced throughout this season. What have you learned the most, though, from what's taken place through all the losses, through all, you know, the, the just everything that's gone on so far? Yeah, so um, we lost a lot of seniors last year, so it's a really young team. Um, so I knew coming into the season that, you know, when we got into the heart of the Liberty play, mm -hmm. it's good teams that, you know, we might not play as well as we would like. Um, so I've learned a lot about my own leadership and um, kind of patience and trying to, you know, really develop the younger players. And I don't know, it's just been hard getting up to the speed of play that you need to do in a college level because it's a, it's a big difference from high school for sure. And we have a lot of uh, – a freshman playing, you know, freshman goalie, a couple of freshman mid midfielders getting a lot of action, and mm -hmm. now a freshman defender starting with us. So um, there's a lot of freshmen playing for us in significant roles. Is that pretty exciting for you guys to have freshmen kind of stepping up at this stage of their college uh, lacrosse? Yeah, um, it's kind of energizing for me as an older guy who's been here, you know, it was my third season playing. Um, so I kind of like the role of being the older guy around and kind of teaching them every day and, you know, explaining, you know, how to prepare for a game and you know yeah so it's been energizing for me and being a captain as a junior along with three other seniors how have you embraced that role I mean it must have been quite the honor to get that as a junior not a lot of people have that across any collegiate level of sport um yeah it's not really something I really think about too much mm -hmm. um I mean we do have the captains but I think all the upperclassmen play a big role in you know being leaders to the younger guys just because there aren't many upperclassmen so we all kind of do a good job and trying to teach younger kids and be a good example for them. So, I mean, I am a junior captain, but I also think that Kevin and Rob and Dan Lee uh, and Matt Montgomery, who are the other juniors, do a really good job as well in helping out the younger guys. And just a quick follow-up before we get to Caitlin. Was there a moment early on in the season where it kind of clicked for you as like, hey, this is what it takes to be a leader. This is what it means to be, you know, uh, like an upperclassman for this lacrosse team that needs, you know, this extra little push here and there. Yeah, I mean, our first scrimmage, um, we played at Williams, which is a really good NESCAC school. Um, you know, we I think we went down like 5 nothing, 6 nothing, mm -hmm. and uh, the younger guys were pretty intimidated. So then I was like, all right, like, I need to be a strong, confident voice for them, and we're going to figure this out. Was there any message that you sent to the team right there? You Can, can you remember back to those scrimmages? <laughs> Just that, you know, to trust our training and our preseason, and we've been here before, and we're going to be fine. So this season, you scored your first career goal against SUNY Oneonta. As a defender, obviously not super common, even in lacrosse. What was it like for you to, you know, score from as a defender, and why were you all the way up there during that game? Yeah, so I was just clearing the ball. I don't really think about scoring that often, um, and I just kind of kept carrying the ball up the field and was waiting for someone on the other team to guard me and nobody did. Um, I guess they were probably like, we should probably let this kid shoot because he's had zero <laughs> goals. So I just kind of found myself in the offensive zone and just kept running toward the net. And I was like, oh man, this might actually happen. Um, and then I kind of just shot blindly, wasn't aiming anywhere. Uh, I went in. It's what all coaches want to hear, right? <laughs> I just I just closed my eyes and kind of just hurled it. That's pretty much how it happened. And then afterwards, it was kind of felt like 
um, the scene in Talladega Nights with Ricky Bobby. He's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I didn't know what to do after I scored. Everyone's like trying to celebrate, and I just like ran back to the other end, and they were just like waiting for me. It's almost like the Socceroos <laughs> thing where the kid scores and he runs back and he stands in his position. Yeah, if, you look like, at, if you look at the film, that was actually me. <laughs> the attack when Connor Brumfield was just staring at me like, where are you going? Like, we got to get hype. Like, you yeah. scored your first goal, and I just went right back to the defensive zone. Have you scored in high school then? Um, freshman year, JV. Um, <laughs> it's so, been a while. <laughs> it has really been so a couple it's years. It's certainly been quite a long time. I don't think JV goals really count. Um, so, yeah, I – yeah, I was shocked. Uh, my fam- my family was shocked. Um, so <laughs> wow. it, was, it was a good moment for sure. There'll De- be more to come. Definitely very exciting. And then last season was kind of a breakout season for you um, in your sophomore campaign. Led the team in ground balls with 86 and were tied with first in cause turnovers, 44. What do you believe was the key to your success that season? Um, definitely um, kind of coming off my freshman year, right? I did get the opportunity to play every game. I kind of was able to build off that. Um, uh, but playing with Keith and Winston, who were returning starters with me, who were seniors last year, they pretty much just taught me everything they knew, and I kind of was a sponge and soaked it all up, and I was kind of able to play off of them because um, they would shut down the top attackman, and then I would get the weaker guy. And um, I was really able to just learn from them and play off of them, um, so I kind of give them all the credit for that. Do you think, like, freshman year, there are obviously a lot of nerves, especially starting so early on, and then sophomore year you're kind of a little bit more comfortable, especially having two returning defenders? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely way more confident than a sophomore normally is um, just because I had a whole season under my belt. Um, and, you know, I just – I really didn't even think of myself as a sophomore. It was just more of a member of the, the defense again and I'm ready to go. Did you change anything, like, when preparing for that season that you didn't do the previous year? I definitely ran a lot more in the off season. <laughs> Freshman year, I didn't really know what it would take, um, what a college season would be like. Um, I definitely just ran a ton in the off season because Coach Long loves to run us. So, pretty much just that, and to play with confidence. Confidence is everything. Um, it doesn't really, especially in college, across because you can have all the talent in the world, and if you don't have confidence, then you're just an average player. Um, so, I think confidence was huge for me. What has been the worst run that Long has made the team do? Ooh, good question. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, He's having to think, which is not yeah. a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ooh, that one. Exactly. Yeah, there's um, not one that immediately pops to the old <laughs> mind. No, nah, there's a run called a 30 rack. Um, oh, yeah, just the sound of it doesn't <laughs> sound too good. But it very much involves just sprinting laps around the field constantly and Kids weren't running, I guess, as fast as Long would have liked, so we just kept running more and more and more um, until kids were literally just dropping. Um, that sounds fun. It is a good time, yeah. It's fun. It's <laughs> worth it. Do you guys ever run the 86er? Like, you ever heard of the 80, like no. soccer or anything? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brief little story before we get back <laughs> to lacrosse. Soccer. So, you know, there are all the lines and the boxes and everything. I coach in high school. I had this thing, had this thing called the 86er. So you had to touch every line. It was, a, it was a full field suicide. You had to do it in under 86 seconds or you do it the rest of practice. Oh, no. Talk, about, talk about the first time doing that freshman year. <laughs> Did it in 108 seconds. Oh, yeah. It took me forever to get that. And at that point, he bumped it back to 96, the 96er for quite a long time because nobody could really get it. And then our senior year was the 86er. We all got it the first time. I remember one of the practices my senior year, right before the end, 
we all just kind of dogged it, and that's all we did for practice. So, like, the 30 rack kind of remind. Yeah. it's almost like a little bit of, like... Traumatizing. I see yeah, what you're doing freshman year, though. You don't want to set the bar too high. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to take it easy. You yeah. know, I, I still got, you know, I still got all the, the water weight is what I like to call it when I was 14 years old, coming yeah. out of eighth grade. Yeah. You're going to lose it, Cal. Yeah, okay, Mom. <laughs> that's it, Mom. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's what it is. It's not the 400 cookies I ate. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Mom. So, Aaron... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it is what it is. Mom, She's I love nice you. Lady. Exactly. Nice Mom, lady. I love you if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, which of course she does. Aaron, uh, junior, obviously, freshman year was a tough end to the season. You guys lost to Nazareth in the Empire 8 semifinal. Then you move over to the Liberty League, and then you get your first taste of the NCAA tournament. You fall in the Sweet 16 to Stevenson. What was that experience like, and what did you take away from that and that you now apply to your game this year and, of course, moving on? Yeah, so we actually, not to but we won against Stevenson and okay. lost against Tufts. Sorry about um, that. That was my bad. But, uh, you know, we played Tufts – or we played Stevenson in the first round. The NCAA is at home, um, which was a really hard matchup for us. But it actually prepared us for Tufts really well. Mm -hmm. They're a, a southern team, um, pretty aggressive. They're a big chirping team, a lot of uh, trash talking involved. Really? Um, so when you play against those better teams, it, the trash talking level increases big time. Interesting. Um, so – Getting in that environment against Stevenson prepared us against Tufts because when we got to Tufts, they had a bunch of fans and their, their bench was chirping a lot. Um, but I think that um, the Stevenson game really helped us to elevate our play. So when we got to Tufts, we would you know, be ready to go. Um, but I think it was a good experience for our team um, making that deep run because we knew how hard it was to get there and what it would take to get there again the next year. Um, so we all have that in the back of our minds is just wanting to get back up to Tufts uh, to beat them. How tough is it to block out that chirping, is what you call it? How tough is it to block that out and keep, like, your mental toughness and, like, just focus on the game rather than be like, oh, I'm just going to hit that guy when I get the chance. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go rogue almost <laughs> from the game plan. Because I have to imagine, I mean, lacrosse is that sport that you get the freedom to hit people yeah. when you can. Yeah. And so there's probably a little bit of personal wars inside the bigger battle. There definitely is. Uh, I'm not a big trash talker myself, but um, – you know, having experience playing, I'm kind of able to tune it out. I really mm -hmm. don't hear much when I'm playing, but it kind of motivates me. I kind of like when yeah. people say stuff to me. Um, but this year, especially playing with younger guys, you know, they kind of gets in their heads. So I kind of have to teach them to you know, block it out and stuff. But I love it. I think it's awesome. We have Coraline next Wednesday, and that's cool. one of my favorite games to play in just for that reason. Um, so it'll be it's exciting and at Cortland it's probably going to be a little bit more hectic oh yeah than it normally is yeah that's it's one of my favorite places to play I played their freshman year they have a big old stadium and a night game and uh, there's nothing like playing Cortland it's was, awesome yeah there's the under the lights game right yeah mm. oh. that's that, fun yeah that is that's got to be fun is that like your favorite what this is kind of going a little bit off script favorite place like date like time of the day to play a lacrosse game for definitely you? night games are cool um Last time we played at RIT, it was a really cool environment. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say playing at Cortland under the lights is is definitely the best place to play for really? sure. That's, yeah, that's very interesting. Answer. Yeah, it really is. So I guess that's kind of like next Wednesday. You were you were all in on that. Oh yeah, yeah. We have we have all week to prepare. Our game this weekend got canceled, so we have a whole week to prepare for Cortland, um, and we're gonna we're gonna show up ready to play. There you go. So you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier with a lot of new freshmen coming in. And then, especially the defense, you guys lost Keith and Winston, who you said played a crucial role. What has that transition been like for you, especially? Um, it's kind of – it's been tough because it went from, you know, me and Keith and Winston all, you know, sharing their responsibilities to it kind of being on me to, 
teach everyone what to do. Um, but it helps. Jake Hall Goldman is um, another leader in the defense. He's a sophomore, but he plays like he's a senior. Um, he's been a great person to play with. Um, and then our third defense in role, um, we don't really know who, who the third is. Right now we have a freshman playing, um, Demetrius, but it's been tough. It's definitely a heavier responsibility on myself um, with the communication aspect. Um, but, you know, I've been kind of teaching Jake and the third defenseman to, to talk more. And as the season goes on, they've been gaining more confidence and able to do better. What do you believe is the most challenging aspect, like teaching the younger players? Uh, it's just trying to be nice, I guess. Um, it's hard. it's easier to just to yell at them and, and um, kind of get on them. But then you kind of have to realize that they're just out of high school and it's their first time playing. So kind of approaching them in a nice way um, because – we all know that our coach is pretty aggressive and can be pretty negative and say some pretty terrible things to you. Um, so it's kind of my job to be the more positive voice and be like, all right, like you're okay, but this is what you should do next time. Um, so just kind of find that balance between being nice and like positive and being like instructive. So you keep touching on like that communication aspect. Do you guys do any type of like mental training uh, to work on from the field, especially in lacrosse, like coming from you know, if you're down, like, by five goals and then having to come back? Yeah, I mean, that's something our assistant coach, Nick Horgan, has been touching on a lot is kind of that next play mentality and kind of having a quick memory um, because in the cross there are a ton of goals scored, you know. Um, it's not like soccer where there's only a couple. So, you know, it's easy to kind of get down on yourself um, after letting in a goal, but you got to realize that there are a ton more going to come. And, you know, we could go on a run and they could go on a run. So it's all about that next play mentality and just having a quick memory. Just uh, not to go another pop pop culture reference on everybody, but it almost sounds like Hell's Kitchen, where it's like Gordon Ramsay yells at you, and then you've got you know your your fellow cooks who are like trying to calm you down, and kind of seems like you're the fellow cook, and Gordon Ramsay is good old coach along in the coaching. That's staff. an incredible reference. <laughs> I, I have to. I'm, I'm watching season two right now. I'm getting off topic here. It's okay. Um, I enjoyed it. So Aaron, obviously, going being a student athlete, there's a lot on your plate. Um, a lot of schoolwork, balancing, you know, social lives, balancing academics, and of course, you know, balancing a healthy diet, Go referencing back to the plate. <laughs> what is your diet like? What do you try to eat to keep in shape? Um, really, it's just a lot of chicken and pasta pretty much every day. Wow. Um, it really doesn't change because um, I'm off campus, no longer in the, the meal plan, and I've found that just Grilling chicken and eating pasta and rice is the easiest and fastest and most healthy. The cheapest so. too, don't. You? Yeah, of course. Um, so that is pretty much what I eat every single day for dinner, um, and vegetables too, obviously. Um, or shout out to my roommate Taylor Mitch, who only eats pasta. That's really? concerning. Only eats pasta. I know, kind of shocking. We no. won't. We won't rip into Taylor. Nice guy. So chicken and pasta and rice, of course. Do you have like a special sauce or like seasoning that you put on it? I don't want to give away too much. All right, he's keeping it keeping kind it close a, to his chest. Kind of a family secret. Family secret. All right. Yep. Well, what's not going to be a family secret, and what I am going to get out of you, is of course the most important question you're going to get all day. Aaron, what is your favorite? Starburst. Flavor or color? Caitlin, I don't know what the kids are calling it these days. Mm. You know, this is one of the hardest questions I've been asked. Um, oh, I had you. an anatomy test today, and wow. this is a harder question than any of those. Wow. Um, That's big. I see. You need to redo your curriculum. <laughs> Come on. Seriously. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be basic, so I'm not going to say red. Good. All right, good. We're off to a good start. 
Yellow is good. All right. I like orange. Orange. Wow. With Annie Cooney. Wow. I know, I know. Aaron, you're only the second person to say that you like the orange Starburst. And there seems to be a little bit of a pride factor yeah. to it. Can you explain to me to explain to me the decision to to root for orange and choose orange? You know what? Um I've always been a fan of the underdog. Okay. <laughs> Um, orange is one of my favorite colors, and I just like the citrusy flavor, to be honest. Um, I like to pretend that there's vitamin C in it. There's probably not. I love that answer. But <laughs> I, I do like the citrus aspect and the underdog mentality of orange. Wow. People are sleeping on orange big time. People are sleeping Horrible on flavor. orange. I have to ask, did you play for a lacrosse team that had, like, orange colors or anything, or high school with orange colors? I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I do wish. So Caitlin and I are big fans of the yellow. And obviously, I think, what would you say, yellow or pink is your second favorite? I would say yellow. Yellow. And then where would you rank pink and red, where they fall in three and four? It just depends on the day. Just depends on the day. So but it's really orange. Orange and yellow are yellow, the staples. And then pink and red is like, I don't yep. know, we'll just pick out of a hat and see what it is. Exactly. Very, very interesting. We, we have not gotten an in-depth response like that. Most no. people are just like, oh, I just, I just, I just like love it. the taste. And it's like, no, we didn't actually get like a... Mm. A meaningful answer behind the color. Oh, yeah. And so the reason we asked that question is because a couple podcasts ago, a long time ago, I should say, we found out about rituals and pregame things that teams do to kind of keep a bond. And one of the things that the basketball team did a couple years ago was actually have a bag of Starburst in the locker room that mm. they all shared. So is there something that the lacrosse team does? I know a couple uh, people have come in here and said there's certain songs, there's dance-offs that they have. Is there anything that the lacrosse team does to kind of keep that unity uh, in the locker room and off the field? Um, you know, everyone kind of does their own thing before the game, mm -hmm. but Coach Long does provide some snacks for us before the game. Very nice. He's a big-time fruit snack guy. Fruit snacks. So oh. that's always in the locker room. So Welch's? everyone's – Oh, yeah. Welch's. Oh, yeah. He gets the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Not so it's that. Um, and then, you know, sometimes for big games, he'll throw in some lollipops that he calls thinking sticks. So he goes, if you're nervous, just grab a thinking stick and just suck on it. And um, The orange. Do you get the orange ones? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the – it's only the Starbucks. So, but, you know – no matter where we go, he always says, well, it's just fruit snacks and then sometimes the lollipops. Wow. And so, and what do you do? Because you said everybody's got their own thing. You have like a certain ritual that you try and follow. With the fruit snacks or, or just, just in with general? Anything. Is there like a certain song that oh. you like listen like to listen to? Not really. Um, I always put my left cleat on and then my right cleat. Why always. I, I don't know. I've just been doing that for the longest time. Do you make it a point to like, do you think <laughs> through it or is it just kind of like a... If I put the right cleat on first, you got to take it off. Seriously? Oh, you have yeah. you done that before? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's yeah. weird. And that, that's so. I. Wow. That's very superstitious. So are people like, dude, what are you doing? Like, Nobody really notices. I haven't really told anybody before. <laughs> but yeah, I just do that, um, and then I kind of listen to like calmer music, sometimes mm -hmm. country music before the game, which sounds kind of weird, but I don't know. I just like to be calm before the game. It's actually really interesting you say that because my brother who wrestles. Um, you know, like for wrestling, you kind of, for most sports, you just want to get amped up. You want to mm -hmm. have the adrenaline pumping. He listens to the Beatles yeah. before he wrestles. He listens yeah. to like nice, calm, relaxing, like, you I know, get that. 50s, 60s, like music just to kind of keep him in the zone. Shout out Thomas Damaski. And <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. I mean, it was his first time wrestling, but when he did it, like he, you're thinking he's like, he's like bumping to it. And you're like, oh, he's got a good mm -hmm. rhythm going. Like, what do you listen to? He's like, ah. I was listening to Paperback Writing. <laughs> what? 
That's the best part is I'm in my locker and everyone probably is like thinking that I'm listening to Meek Mill or something yeah. like that, but now it's Luke Bryan. <laughs> That's awesome. So Aaron, the next two games on the schedule are big for the team in terms of momentum and obviously seeding for playoffs. What's the message in the locker room that, you know, the captains are saying heading into the embers of this season? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I think it's just we're just trying to play um, to keep winning games so that our seniors can stay with us because I think right now we have 14 guaranteed practices left or something like that. And so um, last night I kind of told the team that we need to be unselfish and that we need to give our seniors more days of playing that the sport that they love. Um, which is kind of crazy to think about that, you know, I might not be playing lacrosse in two years or something like that, but um, it's something you don't think about till the end of the season. So we're kind of trying to win games for the seniors to have them keep playing. Um, so that's kind of motivating everyone to keep, keep playing hard and working hard in practice and focusing. Is there a sense that, like, everything before the, these last couple games or everything leading up to the Cortland game has been, like, irrelevant or are you embracing like those losses and the imperfections of the season being like you know what? this is who we are this is what's made the team and what's brought us to this point and we're just going to take that and use that as motivation no I think the losses that we've had are very important um I mean obviously I hate losing more than anything but it's been good for everyone to learn um from the losses like last night we were able to learn a lot and break down a lot from film um and you know we're still in the hunt um we're a pretty dangerous team and we're in control of our own destiny and we're definitely going to make a run in the Liberty playoffs and further. Um, so I think it's good that we're able to learn from our losses and you know, we're going to peak at the right time. If there's one thing that people need to know about Bombers lacrosse heading into the rest of the season, what is it? Don't let the boys get hot. Don't let the boys get hot. Don't let them get hot. Caitlin, anything to add? That's perfect. That's perfect. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. And, of course, good luck with the rest of the season. And uh, – have fun playing under the lights at Cortland, his favorite place to play. Thank you very much. The Bombers have two regular season games remaining on their schedule, including an under the lights showdown at rival SUNY Cortland on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you for tuning in to the Ithacan's podcast, How I See Sports. I'm Kayla Maniscalco. And I'm Cal Domowski. And you've been listening to How I See Sports.